Hello, everyone. Welcome to Universal Energy Radio. This is the lowest effect. My name is Alisa. My name is Liz. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. I have still rough sleep, you know, like can't yeah. really get to sleep. But um, yeah. pretty sure I saw Lois in my dreams last night. Oh, um, girl. <laughs> Really? Did she show up in yeah. your dreams? Okay. <laughs> no, because she just shows up 24-7. She's been showing up. <laughs> but that's so interesting um, because my uh, sleep was a bit uh, fragmented mm-hmm. last night, and I've been very run down and really needing to uh, address a few underlying issues or or habits or lack of perception. Mm. And I was really, really tired. And then, of course, the getting to sleep part, and I'm like, oh, no, Satan, not tonight. Like, we need, <sighs> we need, we need to sleep. And we have uh, a sty in the eye that we're recovering from that's, you know, doing better but taking its sweet time. Mm-hmm. And a cold sore that's doing better and taking its sweet time. Um, and, uh, I mean, I'm not really too concerned about this, but um, I'll, get in, I'll get into it later because I want to focus on, on the dream. But I do have a, an important event tonight. But in pictures and stuff, it's not going to matter. I wear glasses. It's called glasses. It's called lipstick. No one's going to see anything. It doesn't matter. And I'll get into that. I'll get into that later. But I was like, no, I need to rest. And then this morning, I uh, was up way earlier than I would prefer. And again, um, just putting myself in as relaxed a state as possible. So the sleep was fragmented. So that's yeah. interesting that you're saying that you had uh, a dream that she showed up, and I want to hear about the dream, but please don't let me forget because um, I want to share a breathing technique that really helped me get back to sleep or just be in a relaxed state. But tell me about the dream first. Well, uh, the thing is, I, I just, I was trying to remember it when I woke up, but I don't remember most of the details. I, I want to say that it was, it was Lois and her husband, Keith, they tend to show up you know, as a, as a, it's like a package deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I want to say that I was trying to, I was like playing the assistant, which was the role that I mm-hmm. was in early mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if it was a, an event that she was trying to get ready for, but I was trying to help her and, you know, her husband always showed up too, obviously. But um that's about all I can remember now. I mean, wow. Well, I got a hit. Okay. Uh, and the second that you said that he showed up too, mm-hmm. uh, he it this might be just a little heads up that maybe he's beginning to start to turn the corner with making a transition. Ah. Okay. Now it doesn't mean Keith. Keith, I hope you're not listening. Um, it doesn't mean <laughs> it doesn't mean um, 
again, linear time doesn't exist. Uh, but that's the hit that I that I got that he may be joining her. Now I'm not saying anytime soon, but there's maybe things going on in his consciousness, what he's thinking about, what he's missing. Maybe he's tired of just living the way that he's been living. He mm. misses his wife. Uh, wouldn't be a bad idea for you to just to touch base, a Facebook message, whichever way that you guys communicate. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. That's that's what that's the solid hit that I'm getting. Just checking on him. I'm not saying he's going anyplace anytime soon, but maybe yeah, I'll drop him a line. Yeah, that's that would assist her. Interesting. That would assist her in in uh, him feeling. Uh, a connection because he knows you because of her. Right. Yeah. So just check in on him. We can do that. Yeah. That's what that's that's what I'm getting from from that. But the but the second that you mentioned his name, I'm like, okay, there's. I'm not saying there's anything um, an emergency going on, but there there's a shift. There's something taking place right uh, well he's yeah. he's in his 90s so well there you um, go right right i can i can see where it's like you know if it's time it's time and uh right. you know, he's, i'm tired mm-hmm. he's uh he's pretty fearless he tends to just do things and mm-hmm. you know come what may <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah when is the anniversary of her death it was uh march 12th uh-huh. But her birthday is in June, so there you go. Okay, so she's on his mind. I mean, of course, she's probably always on his mind. But yeah, reach out to him. Yeah, I can do that. Very interesting. Yeah. So this uh, breathing technique—I don't remember where I got it from. It might—it actually might be borrowed from a kundalini situation and I remember well I remember um, uh, taking note of it and saying to myself oh this is this would be really good for meditation or what have you and then I remember um, thinking oh you know this would be really good with some of my private clients uh, my coaching clients for acting, and um, I remember that I had jotted it down in a little notebook, and I kind of forgot about it. So yesterday I was prepping um, to coach a private client, and I was going through some old notes, and I came across this breathing technique. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot about this. This is so good. Not only am I going to start doing this for me, but this is going to be part of my session with this client of mine. So what it is, is you um, take your tongue and you put it on the roof of your mouth and you take 10 deep breaths, but as you're taking the breaths, you're also focusing your attention to the tip of your nose. Not that you can literally see the tip of your nose, but you're focusing your attention to the tip of your nose. 
Hmm. And it's yeah, it's really cool. So we did it together over Zoom, and I would count down the breaths with my fingers, obviously, because my tongue was on the roof of my mouth. And we're sort of cross-eyed, you know, focusing on the tips of our nose. And then last night, when I'm like, no, Satan, I need to rest. I cannot look like uh, Quasimodo, the trans version of Quasimodo. <laughs> I got to get my act together. I got to look cute tomorrow for this red carpet situation. Um, we need to rest your rundown. That's why, you know, things are happening to your face. And I have to say... It really helps, and it's really simple. You just tongue to, to the tip to the roof of your mouth. Focus your attention to the tip of your nose. Ten slow, relaxing, deep breaths. That's it. It hmm. really, really helps. I wanted to share that with uh, you guys nice. today. Yeah, really, really helps. So that's cool. And. Uh, it's weird. Like New York is all of a sudden. New York is like, okay, we're gonna start opening, and I'm like, ah, it's, it's ah, it's it's a lot. It's it, but it's weird. It's like it's a lot, but we're still in this, you know, very cautionary uh, state. So things, of course, are still social distance, and but the opening up part, they're really gearing up. Uh, for the summer, and they want those tourism dollars. It's a little, it's a little daunting, I have to say. Um, and I know that gradually I'll embrace what's going on, but cautiously. But tonight is going to be the first time I'm going to set foot into a movie theater in over and well over a year for a social distance. Uh, premiere of the Harlem International Film Festival, ah, uh, which is nice. great. My yeah, which is nice. My film is going to be part of a virtual situation. Um, they were very limited in what they could show uh, during a screening, but I have to say, our film was is one of only thirty seven. Meaning, wow. out of all all the people who submitted, we were so that was like yay! Oh my god, I didn't even know there were so few films selected. I don't mind that it's not an in-person screening. They, the the theater with the social distance and all of that, and you have to wear a mask. Um, for any live screening, they only allow 50 people. Right. So it's not. It's really not a lot. So we are supporting um, the the films that are opening. So we will be in the theater to support the other filmmakers. And I'm ex- I'm excited to 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 see these films. I'm excited to be. Uh, in a movie theater for the first time, and it's the iconic Magic Johnson movie theater, which opened many, many years ago, which was one of the beginnings of the revitalization of Harlem. Now, Harlem is completely whitewashed, so it's, now it's, now I don't even go to Harlem anymore, which is really uh. fun. Yeah, but that's all right. Um, but it's the first time that I'll be up there in, in, a, in a long time, and I'm excited. And, um, yeah, what's nice for, for all the filmmakers um, – they're having like a red carpet uh, moment, and I'm taking my son and his girlfriend and uh, joining our subject of the documentary, um, Jamie. And uh, so we'll go up there and celebrate. So I did not need to be losing sleep so that I'm going to be all tired and cranky tonight. So I'm like, <laughs> nope, I rebuke this interrupted sleep. 
and we <laughs> shall not have it. And yeah, and we're at the tail end of the festival season. We had a really nice run. This is our second pandemic festival, <laughs> New York. We we got uh, we were affected last year, last March, mm-hmm. and we ended up virtual again this year, virtual. And um, we have two more fest. Actually, we have one festival that we were invited to um, in Bridgeport, Connecticut, which we will be screening in person in sometime in July. So that's really lovely that they invited us to. Just We didn't even have to submit. They just said, we want your film. I'm like, yes, thank you. Nice. Then, which is nice. And then uh, there's the Boston Documentary Film uh, Festival, which we're waiting to hear from, which would be amazing. Boston's such a great town. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and then there's another one in Canada. I don't know which part of Canada. I'll let you know, Jen. Um, that's, <laughs> that's a disability-specific film festival. And the, and one of the themes or the issue, um, or better put, our subject happens to be a wheelchair user. So, therefore, it would cross over to a disability-specific um, film festival situation. So... That's where, yeah, that's where we are. So that 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 sense of like, oh my goodness, um, to go to a screening, to go to a film festival, that has not happened in so long. That I'm I'm very excited um, about that, and praying to the sty and the cold cold sore gods to like minimize <laughs> this. But it's much, it's much, 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 much better. I laid low, but you know, I had a co- very interesting conversation with my older son. And he's like, you don't realize this, but this is your body telling you, uh, you got to stop. You have to slow down. And I'm thinking, well, it's COVID. I've been slowing down. But he's absolutely right. He's like, Mm. for every time that you're on the phone with somebody because they need your advice or your support or your help or whatever, that's 45 minutes on the phone with this one and that one. You're taking care of us. You're taking care of your mother. You're working. You're in a situationship with somebody. You know, you're seeing somebody. There's there's a lot, and you don't even realize it. I'm like, oh, my God, you're so right. And even the night before, I got a call that I could have very easily just let go to voicemail. But I thought, you know what, let me just take this call. And mm. it was, yeah, and it was from uh, a, a friend that who I care about, Um but she tends to um, take up a lot of phone time. And it was uh-huh. like after 1030 at night. It's late, I'm like, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, it's late, and, and I really need to rest. And I said to my son, you know what? That's really great advice. Thank you so much. You're right. He said, you can have your phone on silent or an airplane mode for like a half hour, and you can close your eyes, and you could watch something, or you could... Just relax. I'm like, what is that? What is? What's the meaning of that word? Thank you. Oh, <laughs> rela- let me look it up. Oh, rela- they, yes, yeah. And I just thought, well, it's COVID, so of course I've been relaxed. No, I haven't. And this also, there is a thing called COVID fatigue, where it's just like, you know, we're just navigating and trying to normalize life as best as we can uh, during such chaos. And also um, how much uh, my kids have needed me, too. And he's like, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's great. And I said, well, if I had like a week that I didn't have to do anything for anybody, that would be different. He goes, well, even with us, meaning him and his brother, 
If you're too tired to cook, just say F off and figure it out. I'm like, well, I'm not going to say that, but thank you. Um, <laughs> you should say uh, standing rule, I'm always too tired to cook. <laughs> I know. I'm, right, right, right. And, I'll, and, I'll, and sometimes, and I know moms out there are hearing this, they'll, they'll get this, that you, you, you go through all, all these hoops, like to think about, you know, variety, healthy food, whatever. And then mm-hmm. sometimes you, you go through all this effort, and then they don't touch it because they decided to go to McDonald's or they decided, uh, and then you, uh, oh, I can't tell you how, how often that happens. Oh. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. So we'll see uh, if I can turn that corner. But, again, it's, it wasn't just enough for me to just say it's COVID. I'm not going to rush anymore. I'm going to take my time. That, to me, was my definition of Relaxing, mm-hmm. taking my well, time doing other baby steps. baby steps for, for you it's because you. because it it has been a change for you. So uh-huh. uh, you know the circumstances warrant that you really can't couldn't continue at the level you were doing. Oh, it was but still, yeah, still. Um, you know, now that you've adjusted to that, right. and and yeah, you know, everything level, keeps shifting right. and changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it you know, I. On a similar note, on my birthday when I drank, I drank a bunch of white wine and I had hey. an ice cream brownie. You know, shared hey. that ice cream brownie with my friends. She went partying. Shorty was partying with the wine and the brownie. Hey, the last few days, like my 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 right hand especially, because um, for whatever reason my left hand seems to be okay, but but even oh. the left hand was a little bit like showing signs of inflammation. Right hand definitely. The wow. last few days, I'm like, all right, so I know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And I just wrote about, I journaled about it this morning. I'm like, yep, that's, I mean. I know, right? It's, yep. my, it's what I have funny. to pay attention to. That's because right. My stuff is on the right side, too. There uh, we go. My right eye and my, the right lower part of my lip, right side. Wow. To you and I. I see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see you. I see you through one eye and one eye that's half open. Oh, yeah, but it was really funny, too, because yesterday and the day before, I'm like, I'm wearing my glasses, and I'm, like, all about lowering the resistance, and I'm doing Esther Hicks meditations about getting into the vortex of the physical well-being and all of that, and I'm just like, I'm, I, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to live my, live my life. Uh, when I taught on Zoom, I'm like, go ahead, NYU students. Yeah, that's a cold sore. Look into it. You know, whatever. And my <laughs> my my private one-on-one yesterday. Yeah, that's that's it. This is what she's doing. Don't care. And even you know, socializing. What? Yeah, there it is. You know, not really socializing. Or if I am, it's with people that you know, or like family. It doesn't matter. Right. Laying. Yeah. Laying the hell low. And knowing that, okay, this needs to work itself through, but this is indicative of, yeah, there's still a part of you that goes above and beyond to be available, um, especially as a parent, but also as a, um, you know, a team member, a family member. Yeah, so my son, he, he, he has a point. But to mm. take it to that to that next to that next level of okay, um, you don't need to be all things to all people, and you don't need to have 
labels to identify your role or your responsibilities or what things should be. Um, yes. Yes. And that's I think that's I think that's the key and the crux for you and me. Right? Yeah. Thinking about how things should be or what they should look at when we can uh paint that picture, we can write that book. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 the more that resistance is being eliminated, um, yeah. And even with this person that I'm seeing, and it's interesting. Like it's just taking its own its own rhythm. By the time we get together, it would be maybe two weeks or a little bit more since we last saw each other. And I'm like, you know what? That's really okay. This can just ebb and flow and look like like let let it lead me instead of me trying to lead it. Right. And I was so and I was so relieved actually that I would have had to you know make some excuse or whatever if there was this momentum like oh we're going to see each other uh, this time and this day and whatever as opposed to wait a minute well I know I don't want a husband. Hell no, right? No, I don't want that. And then I thought to myself, well, at this stage, do I even really want, quote unquote, a boyfriend? Now, I don't want to date around because I'm a I'm a one at a time person. That's just me. I'm busy. I can't even deal with one. Per- I'm busy. It's not even like I have morals. It's like no, I'm busy. <laughs> I, I, it's really that. It's not even like uh, I can't even entertain it. You know, I can't even entertain, entertain it. And and you know, my my household. It's like that's the chastity belt. Thank God. Right. So so they anchor me. They ground me. They need me a lot. That's you know amazing. So and I said to myself, well. This person is more substantial than other people that came before. Uh, and I really only had a five-month situation before him and a few dalliances, but not really. Not really, not really. And a lot of those were remote or they were platonic or they were not whatever. Um, so very, very limited in terms of breadth, scope, and numbers which is fine. I'm a fast learner, so I could take one situation and it could cover a lot of ground, a lot of learning, which is good. She has to manage her time, right? Right. So, so having to compare something that I knew, meaning the, the last situationship that I was in, which I have nothing but fond memories and gratitude because that took me from awkward to confident. Thank you. I will always be grateful to this person. I went from awkward to confident, and we became friends. It was really a fun friendship, and we wish each other nothing but the best. But it could it could only have it couldn't have gone any further uh, than it did. And this is much more substantial. What's going on now because we have history, sure. and we're we're so uh, intellectually connected and aesthetically we're just connected across all platforms that at another time, another place, uh, put it this way, I'm so glad that we reconnected now because if we reconnected while we were both married, we would have gotten in big trouble. Right. We right. Got, I, said, I said to him, I said, I would have so cheated with you and I'm not a cheater. 
<laughs> I'm not a cheater because I'm very like very loyal. I'm a very as as he is loyal. I'm like, oh, we would have messed that up. Nope, nope, <laughs> no. And I also didn't want to be labeled a cheater because sure. that just makes it too easy for the person that you're breaking up with. Right. And then they can put they can put everything. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not going to be that easy. You can still mm-hmm. blame me. You know, but, and he does. But not for that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. not for that. Yeah. But not for that. But not for that. So I'm thinking to myself, well, I always thought it very interesting uh, growing up and and well into young adulthood and and everything else. Now, again, I met my ex-husband when I was 25. So for a few decades there, a couple decades there, like, hello, that was it. That was all that I knew. But you read, you know, Ananaisnin and you read, you know, these wonderful... Uh, stories and, and, and women in France taking on a lover when they're 40, like all these things like, oh, how, that's like, that's so, how, how curious, that's so interesting. And having no relatability, no connect, it's just something that I would see on, on screen or read in a book or what have you. And I'm like, well, what the hell is wrong with just, doesn't have to be a husband, doesn't have to be a boyfriend, but you can just say, I took on a lover. And then all the stress is out of it. (laughs) I think I'm going to explore that. (laughs) I think I'm going to explore that in my old age. Why not? And then it's cute. And then I don't have to get into this weird, because I was kind of putting myself into this, uh, this weird like, oh, I have, well, if I'm in a relationship that hasn't been officially defined yet, but really into each other, and then I didn't want to get into, and I started to a little bit, well, you know, two days has passed. Should I send a good morning text? How old am I? Right. right. I'm like, no, right. I'm slapping myself in the face like, no, 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 I'm a grown-ass woman. If I want to text hello, I can text hello and keep it moving. Right. It doesn't mean that there's any insecurity going on here. It doesn't mean, oh, and I know. We're both very busy people. I know neither one of us is even thinking about entertaining, getting involved, or getting caught up with somebody else's mess in terms of a a relationship or connection because I think we're more than enough for each other. Mm -hmm. But we are mature people, and we have stuff going on um, across the board. So, And that's really nice, too, that... uh, Someone is pretty much as as busy as as I am, but in a really good, healthy way. The way I'm busy in a good, healthy way. I'm busy taking care of my family, having a career, and sure. learning about this life. He's doing the same thing. Um, that's perfect. And I and the shift kind of took place the other day, where. I'm not checking like a high school student. I'm not checking like, right. did I hear from him? Did I hear from... No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. So, and and just having the sense that it's not a boyfriend per se, but a lover, I think one that's sexier, and two, it's not restrictive, and it could be its own thing, and it can lead the way. Like, let life show you what it has for you. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And it's really interesting because when I was working on this documentary, which was going to look like so many different things other than the, the end result, and that is the nature of documentary filmmaking because the story is unfolding in real time as you're recording it and as you're finding a narrative and then you're working with your editor and I have a brilliant editor who's also a brilliant writer. That's the architect of a documentary is the editor. Mm. And I realized halfway through making it, like, I have to surrender to, to this bitch, meaning the documentary itself, not my editor, who's a guy. <laughs> but the, but to, I have to surrender to this documentary. I have a relationship with this documentary, but I have to follow its lead. And when I learned that as a content creator, that I need to submit to the work, right, mm-hmm. uh, not make it so overwrought, the same now I'm realizing is applying to this relationship and this life. Let me submit to it as opposed to myself struggling and having angst as to what I think it's supposed to look like. So I don't know what it's supposed to look like. There's there's too many twists and turns. Mm -hmm. And then maybe the relaxation piece that my son was talking to me about and my body is, you know, throwing a huge uh, a parade, family reunion. Uh, oh, here we go. I have to wake him up. <laughs> I rest my case. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. So maybe that's going to all be tied together. Submit to life as it unfolds. Like I have to submit to waking up my almost 16-year-old. Let's see how it goes today, folks. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know this was going to be part of the podcast, but it's pretty it funny totally that it is. is. <laughs> it's because we never know. Here we go. Honey, plug, log in. It's after nine. Let me see you get your computer. You doing okay, babe? All right, get the computer. Let me see you grab it. Okay, she is? Okay, cool. All right, log on to school, please. I love you. Okay. Yes. If the first day of school is on a show day, okay. <laughs> I might have a cocktail on the air. Just saying. Hey. Like first day of of live school, like in person school, not home school. Right. Like in right. Person. She might. <laughs> she she might pop up. She might pop a like a mini, like you know the individual like split of champagne. She might pop that on the air. Just saying. If it's if it falls on a yeah, she might just do that. <laughs> she just might do that. I don't know why I'm talking about no. myself in the third person, but fuck it. She needs to relax. She needs to relax. Anyway, so let life lead you. Yes, yeah. and and uh, uh, Amish Comedian is asking in the chat room if uh, she says, uh, Liz, does your ex see the kids on a regular basis? Um, on a, thank you for that question, on a pretty consistent, it's consistent, the issue is that his living situation is not conducive to have any sort of shared custody type of situation. Mm -hmm. So it's really all on me, and basically it's, you know, it's a couple hours here, a couple hours there. 
not really anything that's going to, like, help me out. Right. In terms of the load. Yeah. Uh, word on the street, okay, because I don't know because I don't talk to him, is that uh, he's working towards another living situation. Hopefully that might, whatever, but I'm not holding my breath. Um, I am not holding my breath. It really, yeah, oh, and oh my goodness, you just, I blocked this out, but uh, Jen just reminded me of this. Um, Okay, and she knows because we have kids uh, similar ages. So when you're a teenager pushing 16 and you're navigating love and relationships, and let me tell you something, I learn from the babies. When I see teen love and the drama, I'm like, this is like they're married for 40 years and they hate each other. I'm like, oh, my God, the drama. And the and the unrealistic demands and expectations and we're together we break up but we're break up but we're together and this this and that whatever 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 <laughs> and then you know saying things like I'm gonna kill myself whatever and you you take it with a pound of salt although although I mm-hmm. have taken things like that very very seriously when he was yeah. younger younger yeah. and I you know we did I have I have uh, I have stacks of psych evaluations, and I, he has an IEP, which is an individualized education plan. Like, I, ha, I, I work with the school. Like, I am like Erin Brockovich when it comes to advocating for my kid. But in this circumstance where he's much more stable, much more evolved, much more mature, much more respectful of me, like I'm seeing the growth, I'm acknowledging that, going through uh, issues with, with um, needing a connection, an understanding with his biological family, and that's something else that I'm, I'm you know, add that to my plate of many things, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I'm looking for, I'm, I'm taking steps to look for his biological uh, family um, as we speak. All of these things. So, but I, I know him, and I, and I embrace his positive aspects, and I focus on that, and I focus on his well-being, and we're good. So, he could say he had a blow-up with his uh, girlfriend uh, because she broke up with him like three days ago. And he spoke to his father, and he said, I want to kill myself, everything's terrible, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, and that translates to, oh, they broke up again. Okay, so I know what that means, but I'm going to be close by, but it doesn't mean I have to call the psych ward and have a bed ready for him. And trust me, I've come very close a few years ago, and I did have him evaluated for, you know, uh, an emotional upset like three, two or three years ago. So I know what this looks like because I am the custodial parent and I'm in the trenches with this kid, right? Right. So I am at my mother's house making sure my mother's good, right, taking care of my mom, get a text from the father saying, could you check on Jeremiah because uh, uh, he said he's going to kill himself and... Oh, boy. And I have to tell you, God is good. Because I took a deep breath, and I texted back. I check on him constantly. I am at my mother's now. I am fully aware of the situation. Thank you. Mm. That's it. That's it. And it's just like, could you check? Uh, Bitch, sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Could you check on my bank account? Anyway, uh, 
you know, I am so glad to not be married. Just th- that is just worth it right there. So glad that I'm not living with that type of energy, you know. And it, it just also to maybe I'm reading into tone, mm. you know, uh, text tone. Right. right. But I cannot help but but receive it like, bitch, I don't work for you. I'm not married right. to you. And I'm here 24. Like, that's why I said I check on him. That's what's called custodial. Pay. You can't you, whether you don't want to check on them or not. You're checking on them constantly because you live with them. Right. You're checking to make sure that they're eating, that they're well, that all their needs are being met, that their laundry is done, that the house is clean, that their friends are fed. Mm-hmm. You know. And of course, three days later, four days later, they're back together. She's on her way to do school with him now. Wow. That's why I was like, I'm not worried. I'm like, yeah, he's going to be in school because she's, and what's good about her, she's very academic. Thank God. He doesn't like that. I love that. She's really, <laughs> really, really smart, and she pushes him more than I do with school, which is good. So she's my little minion to do my dirty work <laughs> where, it comes, where it comes to school. But I invited them when they were still together a week ago. Uh, to join us on the red carpet to have that experience. Ah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. at this iconic theater in Harlem and take the kids out to dinner before we go to the screening. And it's going to be like a nice little family type of situation. And she calls me Mommy Liz. I mean, come on. <laughs> How can come you on. not love that? <laughs> come on. Come on. So she's like my, my third kid. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah. And that as as things are slowly opening up and, and I know what's what, I'm very gradually allowing a friend here, a friend there, mostly the girlfriend, because uh, I grilled her. I grilled her ass five months ago in the elevator, <laughs> the whole COVID contact rate. Oh, I grilled her. Good. She was scared, as well she should have been. And I just for the, And I just for the first time have allowed, like, one other friend God bless. 22 years old, works at Taco Bell, going to have a baby. I'm like, oh, oh, it's a guy. Yeah, it's a guy. Wow. It's a guy. And I'm like, Jeremiah, we, we've had the uh, safe sex conversation. We've had the plan B conversation. There is no reason. I don't even think about becoming a father before you're 35. Don't even think about it. <laughs> I don't care if I'm alive or dead. Don't think about it. <laughs> so much life to live. Oh my gosh! You know? Well, well, good yeah. that that you know you're giving your boys that that talk because oh my god, I don't think many get that message seriously. You know? Um, oh, we've been having the talk for like a year until oh, until yeah. after the fact because it tends to be. And this is you know I have two older brothers, but you know. Mom did the scare tactic before I even knew all the body parts. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but it sounds disgusting. You know, like, right? Exactly. okay, well, that sounds painful and disgusting, so. Right. Um, and by the way, I like girls. Oops. Right. Yeah. yeah. Didn't know that till you know, couldn't couldn't even talk about that till years later. Well, that but, was um, probably just like, we're going to stay over here. We're going to stay in your unconscious, girl. Like, you were born like this. <laughs> like, Lady Gaga, you were born like this, but we're going to oh put that over gosh. there. 
Yeah. Be that dormant in your subconscious because you got other fish to fry, right? <laughs> you got other. You have other things going on, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, we so. do have a hand raised. Let's take the call. Um, and some comments in the chat room, but let's do oh the boy. let's do the call. I know. Oh boy. Area code two seven zero. Good morning. You're on the air. Who is this? Good morning. My name is Joy. Hi, Joy. Are you for are you Hello. new to this podcast? I think so. I've called I've called before, but it's been a while. It's been a long while. Okay. So yeah. thank you for calling back and I want to ask you a question that we need permission to connect to your energy again, please, because it's been a while. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right, darling. What's going on? How can we help? Um, I have a situation. I have a daughter that's eleven and her father has been taking me to court for joint custody, but it's not because he wants to see her. It's because he's being petty. He's being, um, you're saying because he's being petty? Yes, and he wants, him and his girlfriend want to undermine me. He has to okay, let's stop, every let's, day. Okay, let's just stop right there. Let's stop right there because okay. language is really important. Okay. To, to, I think the word petty is, doesn't hold enough weight right. for someone to go to court to do all that effort so so let's find something that that is a little more accurate he's being petty there has to be a a a motivation there has to be a more concrete petty is like you want to give the waiter a hard time because you're in a bad mood and you want to take it on the waiter that's being petty okay Mm -hmm. so let's let's change let's reframe that so he's okay so fill in the blank. Your husband's taking you to court for joint custody because he. What does he want? Why does he want joint custody? Uh, I mean, we were are never you so, married. Oh, he you, he has he has time with her every day on his own, and he doesn't offer any financial support. It's his girlfriend. Like they want to undermine me and not. But, okay, undermine too. Now, why do they want to plot this evil plan to undermine you? So the word petty is interesting, and the word undermine. Why are they so invested in bringing you down? It's like they don't want to co-parent. It's like they don't. There you go. See, that's the thing. You so there's the reason. Okay. So right. it's not that they're being petty. Listen, it's not that they're. And I want to hear the rest of the story, but it's all about the energy that I pick up on. All right. And this is how we okay. want to support you. Okay. So this is not to, this is not to fight you. This is to support you. Because this is about okay. your truth. You called us, so we're serving you here. So I just want you to understand where yeah. our hearts are coming from. Okay? okay. So when you say petty, it's not petty. Okay? Uh, it's not. It's petty to you, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not petty to them because you're refusing to co-parent. Right? That's number one. And number mm-hmm. two, they're not undermining you. It's you're refusing to co-parent. So I want to ask you, what is the reason for for you not being willing to co-parent? I am. Like, she she literally spends time with both of us every day. But you just said to doesn't. us that he, that you're not, that he, you're, you're not willing to co-parent. That I'm repeating what you said, so why are you saying that? No, he doesn't. They, he doesn't they want were. to co-parent. They were saying that you're not willing to co-parent, but you are. So how can you state yes. your case that you are co You have proof. Yes. Like, she spends time with both of us every day. Like he has hours with her every day. Um, uh huh. He doesn't have to pay anything financially. It's just they want to, like he wants to control things with his girlfriend and not like they don't want to be 
they don't want to have mutual conversations like, okay, this is what's in her best interest. Let's do this for her. They don't want to be friendly at all. Is there a way to have some sort of like mediation? They they don't want to cooperate. I don't I don't know what to do. But you're the mom. I mean, right. <laughs> and then the right. divorce. So you guys are you guys like officially divorced? They were never, we married. never married. You were never married. But you still no. have rights, though. But you still, as parent, doesn't matter. As a as a as a custodial parent, you still have rights. Right. Like my daughter's happy. Like she spends time with both of us. She's like, I like the way it is, and I have no problem with her going there or All doing right. whatever. But okay, so whatever their from. issues are. Mhm. So th- yeah, it's interesting. Do you have any I, any reason? Because I I think to say petty and to say undermine, there has to be mm-hmm. a reason. That's what it feels like, and I respect what you're saying. We're honoring that. That's what it feels like to right. you, Joy. I get that, but I want to know. Like in a court document, that's not going to be a valid reason, right? Right. So if you were to put, if it was supposed to hold up in court, because maybe it's not going to hold up in court. That's my whole point. Okay? So if it was to hold up in court, Joy, what would it say on their side of why would they, the the court's going to rule in your favor. Mm -hmm. I know, I can tell you that right now. The court will rule in your favor. You're a good mom. He wanted to take her. What it was. It can't, that's kidnapping. No, on spring break. He wanted to take her on vacation for spring break, and it was during her birthday, out of state, during COVID, and I had okay. an issue with that. Of course. He literally took me to court, and the George, judge let him. Right. Okay. So now he's trying to... And how was the experience for your daughter? Because the most important person is your daughter in this. She, How was her experience she, she, of the vacation? For her, she wanted to go on vacation because it's a vacation and she's a sure. child. But did she have fun? She I mean, let's to, talk about let's talk about her. Not she the did. Okay, then you know what? She did. Can we just leave? Do you follow what I'm saying? Forget what's going on with yeah. the adults. It was a. It was a. Was, was it a beautiful experience for your daughter? And was she happy? It was okay, but it was her birthday, so that was like. But for Another her, to you, it was okay. But for her, was was she glad that she did it as opposed to not doing it? Uh, she seemed kind of neutral. But it didn't damage her. That's the most important thing. Your child did not get hurt. She wanted it. You had your feelings, which I totally respect. I would have lost my mind, too. If I had a daughter that <laughs> young and it's COVID, I would have lost my mind. I would have lost my damn mind. But I think for something like full custody I mm-hmm. don't think that I don't think you have anything to worry about right. but I don't I think just, they're trying to undermine you I think he wants to I think he just wants to have more more control over his relationship with his daughter they're not trying um. to I just want you to 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 soften that it's so that you it's it's not you feeling this sense of attack that you're being undermined can we just step out of it that he just really wants his relationship with his daughter to look and feel a different way? Uh, it's really, I mean, it really, there's more to it, but there, it really right, is so tell us, so what especially is it? with okay. his girlfriend. <laughs> okay, so um, tell us, so tell us then. They're just like extremely disrespectful, like, of course, they don't help, which they're not required to help, but then they'll be like, 
well, you can't afford to do this. You can't do that. I don't have to ask you for your permission. This is a girlfriend. Like, she took my child out of town, dropped her off with strangers to spend the night and go on a date. When I was at home, she could have came to me. Wow. That's like, really, really not disrespectful. Cool. Yes. And it's, like, continuous. Well, do you have, like, well, okay, do you have, like, an account of, of incidents? I would I would do like I would do like a log and anything that that could support that. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's text messages that you can screenshot, you know, do screenshots of text messages, of email exchanges. Yes. You need to yes. you need you, you know what I'm saying? Like I think if you yes. haven't done so already, collect this information because then it's all about the safety of the child. Yeah. Right? So if you can mm-hmm. build tangible proof, documentation that will make a judge uh, question the safety of your child when she's with your ex-partner and his current girlfriend, I would advise that immediately. Okay. Okay? That's what you need to do because you know how it works with family court. It's all about what's in the best interest of the child. Right. They're not going to take into account language like petty or undermining. Right. So it has to be, you know, that this is why I'm giving you a little bit of a hard time so that you mm-hmm. don't get caught off guard later. This is why I'm being the way that I am with you right now because okay. it's out of love to support you. So you need to just uh, put everything aside except for your daughter's well-being and her safety. And it sounds like you could pretty easily accumulate some very tangible proof and documentation to support your case. I know you can, and I'm seeing it actually, visually. I'm seeing that you can do that. So what's the next step? So keep keep filling us in. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Yeah, like my lawyer, her attorney, I mean her, not attorney, (laughs) her secretary called because I guess he got an attorney and they want to go from us both seeing her every day to week to week. I'm just like, there's no, it's not in my daughter's best interest. It's because they want to make mm-hmm. it difficult. And I'm just like, I don't want to agree to it. I just want to kind of speak to her and see what I could do. Cause I'd speak to who? The same. Um, my lawyer. To the lawyer. Yeah, as, yes, I agree with that. You should. Because I'd rather keep things the same where she can, like, go back and forth every day. And it doesn't have to be you all have her for a week and continue to leave me out of what you, how you would, you know, rules things, how you discipline her and stuff. Like, I want to be there. Mm. Right, right. Because I don't trust them. Right, and you have probable probable cause for not trusting them. And you trust them, and you don't trust them. Why? Um, what, what are you afraid, what are you, what are you afraid of the consequences of, of, of not trusting them? What does that look like? For, like, unfair discipline. Like, she says, like, they, she has a daughter, his girlfriend has a daughter of her own, and, like, they'll give my daughter rules that they won't apply to her. Like, they let her get away with things. So I'm kind of worried about how mentally that affects her. Um, just, right. like, the vacation and COVID. Well, I have a Last suggestion. Year. Okay, okay, I have a suggestion. Um, would it make sense for your for you to... Um, whether it's through the lawyer or through uh, social services or whatever, because um, this might also turn into a social service thing. Like I'm concerned, okay. of, you know, for my daughter's well-being, um, and to get and to have it, uh, an independent evaluation about okay. 
you know, and I had that with uh, my almost 16-year-old. Um, I had to, I knew that um, the way that he was being affected by our divorce and the way that the household was and how he was mm-hmm. being parented by his father in the house that that was really the last straw on the camel's back. Back when I was like, I got, I got, I got to divorce this man and get him out of my household because I'm seeing the damage it's doing to my kids. Right. His parenting style, okay. right? Okay. And it also affected him acting out in school. And mm-hmm. my ex was so quick to blame him, blame the child, and I'm like, oh no, 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 no. And I got him evaluated. And then that's how I got his IEP, and that's how I was able to uh, get him back into the school system uh, with great compassion and understanding, but I did the legwork. And through the Department of Education, um, quite a few of those evaluations did not cost me anything. And there is also an organization. What state are you in? Kentucky. Kentucky. I believe this is a national organization, but with COVID, maybe this could be done remotely. Uh, there is an organization called the Child Mind Institute, and they're very, very, very. This is where rich people take their kids to, like, you know, see what's going on with them, with their brain health. But they, mm-hmm. but they do offer um, for free an evaluation if you participate in a brain health study if your child participates. So we did that. And then I would, and mm-hmm. then that, doc, that documentation supported the document, documentation that I got from the Department of Education. So I didn't pay for one damn evaluation because I found a loophole as a scrappy single mother knows how to do. Right? Okay. Right. So anything to, so you can be under the, under the scenes, behind the scenes, while they're being petty and undermining, to use your words, right? Mm-hmm. You could be the smart one saying, go ahead, you could be like that, because on the low, date my case. So these are tangible steps, Joy, that you can take to advocate for your child. Okay. Because that's what I'm doing for mine. I'm advocating for my kid. And that's, that was the biggest reason why I knew I had to end this marriage. I had my own personal reasons. Trust me, that, that would be reason enough to divorce. But that's what really uh, gave me pause to say, oh, man, because we were married for 26 years. We were married for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, my God. There is this mountain wrapped in barbed wire that I'm going to have to climb for a couple of years to get through this. Damn it. But I knew I had to do it. I knew that there wasn't a shortcut. So that's why I'm being a little tough so that they're not going to be tough on you. Whatever it takes to do it. Whatever it takes. I feel energetically that the more that you focus on her, your daughter's well-being, and the less that you figure you you focus on what they're doing to you, that doesn't matter. So they're not doing a damn thing to you. They're just doing their thing. That's who they are as people. 
that's how that's how they're navigating in the world, you are taking the higher road. That has not what they're doing has nothing to do with you. You advocate for your child and, and in the court system you need documentation, you need facts, you need proof. Okay. Um, when are things when are things supposed to happen? I have no idea. Um I'm supposed to speak to my lawyer again within the next couple of days because they want me to let them know if I agree to a week to week schedule, which I don't want to. Um mm-hmm. I just kind of wonder how well that the court will listen to it. Like, I guess with her going to spring break and the whole COVID situation, I had a judge that didn't care about COVID. He said he, right. my lawyer said he didn't believe in it. Well, my also the state that you're it. in, you know, it's 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 the, the majority of people. There's a lot of people that that think that way. So of course, so you, yeah, yeah, um, and that's the judge. It has nothing to do with the with. You just have right. you just but but you know what, I think. For this, and again, this is an energetic hit that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. With the law of averages, with the nature of how many judges are, and you are in the state of Georgia, it Kentucky. would be well, Kentucky. <laughs> my bad, Kentucky. I'm like same thing. I'm in New York. My bad, Kentucky. Um, I'm joking. So you're in a cons- you know conservative state doesn't believe in in in, in COVID, whatever, whatever. Uh, with the law of averages, it would be very likely. So the good news is that in this big picture. A week vacation mm-hmm. isn't a big deal. I feel energetically the next judge you get is going to be more sympathetic to you because this isn't going to be about COVID now. It's going to be about your daughter. This right. was, you know, he, this, judge in, this judge in Kentucky, I mean, it could have been like a parking violation. You follow what I'm saying? Right. It wasn't that no, deep. But- that was, well, it kind of was. It was kind of my safety concerns, like one of them that I actually had proof on. Like last year, they gave it to her. Um, I didn't have it, but my daughter had it, and their whole family had it. Right. And he didn't. They all went to go get tested. Didn't tell me. They waited till they got positive results back, and then they were like, "Oh, go get her tested." Oh, hell. Um, but that's them. But I'm talking about the judge. Yeah, but then I have a video on my phone where they took her to a Christmas party and didn't tell me. And like crowd, no masks. Like they were putting her right back at risk. Added to so your that's proof. Like, you have a video. Right. That's what I was going to ask. Like, add, please add it to your proof. And you, and what I, yeah, and what I would do is you, if you could put it like on a flash drive or something. Mm-hmm. I have it. Yeah. 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 It's all add, it to, add it to your proof. My point is that with that judge for that particular incident, mm-hmm. right, he didn't, he didn't really care. He's like, I don't believe in COVID. Right. This is like a waste of my time. I don't care. But what I'm feeling is that the next time you go in front of a judge, right, it's gonna be mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna be someone that's gonna be more about what it looks like for you and your daughter. Right, like neglect and not like taking her health right. things seriously, like dropping her off with strangers and not right. So you document about all of that, like, right? Yes. But you but what okay. I'm picking up is that it's not gonna it's going to be a, a different judge that is going to really okay. you 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 feel like you're not being seen or heard. Right. Yeah, what I'm saying, what I'm feeling is that you will you will feel more seen and heard with the next go around. Okay. You're going to have a better judge because it's a different situation also. It's not according to that judge, it, it's not petty at all, and I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But to a judge that doesn't give a damn, doesn't believe in COVID, right. it wasn't a big deal. But of course it's a huge deal. Do you meditate? 
I try. <laughs> okay, I definitely recommend that you go on YouTube or you go on whatever and 10 minutes a day because that is lowering your resistance and then it's giving it up to source and then source can come in and support what you want. And focus on the outcome you want, not on what's going on. We know the story. Don't focus on the story. Focus on what you would like the outcome to be. That energetically is one of the best proactive things that you can do. All right? And, Elisa, I would love for you to jump in with any insight that you might have based on the conversation. (laughs) No, I think think you staying focused – and, and on on what's what, how is it going to affect your child, and what's best for your child? I mean, you, you're already well, you're the primary because you're you're her mother, and it's I think it's setting that uh, that tone of keeping the child's best interest. Now you will have a spin on it because you see her every day, and you're you know, you're mm-hmm. you're taking care of her every day. Um, the tough part is not getting so distracted by your personal feelings with your ex and his current girlfriend. And that, that's like a little distraction or it's a big distraction. Um, when it comes to a court case, like Liz says, it's, it really is about the documentation and then really keeping the focus on the child. Um, so things that you would not do or preferences that you would have, um, they would have to support Overall, like you can't micromanage what he's going to do. Like he he's going to be who he mm-hmm. is. <clears throat> so you just have to be able to show it in the light that what you're providing for her is a, is consistency and it's and it's for her for her best health and well being. And 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 unless you know the two of you you and the ex can can figure out a way to co-parent, then there will be major inconsistencies. And, you know, we don't have to show all that, but just, just saying, well, you know, these are the choices that I would have made and that I have made and continue to make for my child. Um, I think the meditation will help because that, that takes care of you, you know, not mm-hmm. so much how it's tied to everything else, but just, just for your well-being. Because so, you need to be able to hear you and not have to fight with, well, am I doing the right thing or any of that. I don't think it's necessarily about that, but this is like – for the long haul, right? right. This is something right. that that you know, as you as you document stuff and as you keep it together. Um, what's coming to me too is that you know, like Liz was having you kind of change your um, some of the way some of the ways you're describing it. So some of the words that you would choose, um, it may seem it may seem kind of silly to have to do that, but what 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 it's doing is it's allowing you to maybe see from from a different perspective how you know the, the intention here was just to you know have a good time or to provide a good time um mm-hmm. and it's just it's not to say that you have to agree with it but just to say okay i can see where if you're if you're in that mindset and that's all that you have to worry about then that's why you made that choice but you know the long-term effect is, yeah, this is a serious thing, you know, or, or however the case may be, like with the COVID thing. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. it is a real thing. <laughs> sorry. It is a real thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even sorry, but it is a real thing. So, uh, but it's interesting because 
there's only you have a like there's a time to do it like when you go to court or when you talk to your to your lawyer like all the things that you're doing is to build a case the thing is to not get so set on that that you take out you know some of the some of the things that are obviously meant in love or just you know that that's from a different perspective it's not how you would do it and then coming from people that you really don't don't like anyway it just means mm-hmm. it, uh, it it softens that a little bit just to allow them to show their humanity you know or to show your humanity because they're not probably at the core evil people they are just not people that you want to hang out with and you'd prefer your child not to hang out with but you know he's he's her father so She's going to have time with him. Um, right. Yeah. It, but it, you know, it, so it, it isn't about, it's not truly just black and white. Um, even with Liz talking about, you know, her, her ex, um, you know, the kids have a, have a connection to their father and mm-hmm. she would not deny him that or deny them that. Um, but in the bigger picture, you know, that's why she's, she's the one who's, who's a primary caretaker and has, you know, has a, that responsibility. So you're, you're wanting to, to provide something for your daughter. And, and I feel like, you know, you have to let go of trying to get them to act a certain way or to meet your expectations, to do it your way. They're going to, they're going to do it their way. But, we, you know, again, the things that you want to look at is making sure that your, your daughter uh, from a legal standpoint, because that's where the court case is coming in, that your daughter is taken care of, and and then from a from an emotional and I guess you know spiritual mental standpoint that that you're you are also being taken care of, if that makes sense. So you're not trying to burn the candle at both ends. I mean, you started we started the show like this where we're realizing even in, in COVID where we ha- we have to slow down, sometimes we're still not taking the best care of ourselves as we're adjusting. So for you, I would definitely want for you to take care of yourself. And I guess the anger or animosity that, t- that tends to be natural with, with people who are no longer together, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that you're, that's, that's like whole life going to have to navigate through because you have this connection to him through your child. And whoever he happens to be around, whoever else he's involved with, that's just going to be the reality. So the, the, the better you can navigate through that where it's not taking everything personally and having to put up defenses every single time um, because you already assume it's going to be the wrong thing for them, for him, whatever choice he makes is probably not going to be a good choice. (laughs) Um, Somehow looking at that from a different perspective. So even like I said, even if you don't agree with it, you can see why he would make that choice. Cause then when you have a conversation with your daughter, it's not about bashing him. Um, and having her choose sides because that's not what she's going to want to do. Um, and you don't want to create an environment where she's going to have to do that. But, but where you can have a little bit of compassion and just say, well, you know, I have to trust that he does love her, you know, um, and whatever else is going to happen, you have to fight those battles as they come up. But it, it's, it's kind of hard when you start off right away, like, that's it. We're going to do battle every single time. Um, that's just a lie. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Will she be able to speak for herself? Say again? Will she be Your able daughter? to? Is she at the age? Yeah, where she can kind of speak for her own, her own opinion, her own self. 
11. I think, why not? I, I, I think, think so. so. I would think so. And that way she can, like, just yeah, from her own perspective. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, I th- see, now you're thinking, see, your your energy, this is great. And we're going to have to sign off in a second because we're over time. But I'm so okay. glad that you said that because your energy shifted. You went from petty and undermining to the matter at hand. She can express herself. Because I, I can, like, talk about what's right and wrong in, in my own thing. But for her to say it in her Let own her words, what she it. experienced. That's your best okay. weapon. That's your best weapon. Would you do us a favor and and call us back uh, with an update and let us know how everything go, uh, everything know. goes? I, yeah, please do. I but I feel know. the next judge is going to have more of a clue than the last judge you had to deal with. I really do feel that. Okay. And when I, I would, did not think of this before, but when I do speak to my lawyer, I'm going to ask if my daughter can. It's virtual court anyway. Perfect. Right. There you go. And if that's the only takeaway from being on the show with us, I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. That you okay. know what I mean? Thank that's you. beautiful. I appreciate right. it. Because I didn't yes. think of that. All the before. best to you. We're sending you lots of lots of support and lots of love and lots of energy, lots of light. And it's go it's going to be okay. The energy Thank feels you. very clean about this on your side. I really feel I really feel that way. Meditate though, because that's gonna sustain that within yourself. Okay. Even if it's five minutes a day, try to do that for yourself. All right. So, yeah, let us know. What, please give us a follow-up, you know, whenever you have an update. We would love to support you and, and hear what's going on. Okay. Definitely. All right, Joy. Thank you both. Stay safe. Take yeah. Care. Good luck. All right. Me too. Good luck. Thank wow. you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that's wonderful that that occurred to her during this call. And yeah. And that's great. That's a beautiful takeaway. That makes me very, very happy. So going over a few minutes. If you guys need to get a hold of us, you can send an email to loablend at gmail.com and we're scheduled to be back on the air this coming Tuesday at 8.30 a.m. United States Eastern Time. Stay safe, take care of yourselves and each other and as always, let the light do the work and two brighter days ahead. Take care, guys. Bye. Take care. Bye. Love y'all. Yeah. Tell me that you love me, yeah. Tell me that.